Hey everyone, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 311. And this week we ask the question, should you slap one of those fancy schmancy fixed flashlights to the barrel of your everyday carry gun? Or is it just another tactical wang-doodle that does nothing more than draw oohs and ahs down to the local gun range? I'll give you my opinion and five things you might want to consider when making your own choice. It's all coming right up, but first, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes and our handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 311 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk gizmos. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome back everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine. And, well, that's only for a short time, right? If you listen to episode number 310, we are going to be changing our brand. We're going to be changing our entire model out there starting in September. Now, if you have not become one of the advisory team members to be able to give us some feedback on some of the things that we're going to be building into our community, you can head on over to www.moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior so that you can give us feedback. You can join this inner circle team of people that will be able to give us some insights into some of the things that you're looking for as we make our brand change here. Now, I'm not ready to give away all of the uh, the information just yet. It is going to be coming up as we get closer to September, but I promise you that this is going to be something unlike anything you've ever seen before. There's going to be a lot of great value in there for you, a lot of better tactical training, a lot of better quality uh, video that we're going to be putting out there. And I'm really, really super excited about changing what we're doing, going from our magazine model to more of a community of like-minded warriors out there. That's all coming up. But again, I need you to be a part of this because this is about driving more value out to you, our subscribers, our listeners, our watchers, and our followers. And so please go on over to moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior if you want to take part in the feedback team. All right. And for those of you that have already joined the team, we have a lot of you that have that have come in so far. We are going to be emailing you some of the initial uh, questions out there so that you can give us your feedback that is happening this week. So please keep an eye on your inbox and watch and see what we've got coming for you. OK. All right. So for this week's episode, one of the things that we've been talking about lately, actually, um, we just did a, a, a podcast episode with Nick Ryans of Ghost Ring Tactical about uh, lasers. Um, and should you have these lasers on your gun? Like, when is it right? When is it the best option for you to put a laser on your weapon? Or is it something that is going to hinder you being able to uh, uh, locate your, your target and be able to get accurate rounds on your target? And he was really surprised by what he found with using a laser on his weapon. Well, one of the other things that a, people, a lot of people have been putting onto their firearm, their everyday carry, concealed carry, firearm lately are the fixed flashlights that go on the rail underneath the barrel of the flashlight. I'm seeing a ton of people doing these these days. In fact, I think I've seen, um, I don't know if Nick Ryan had, Nick Ryan's had one or not. I'm trying to think if uh, he did, but a lot of people are putting the flashlights on there. Now I've seen these anywhere from super subcompact flashlights that can go on the gun. They're really small. Um, but I've also seen some actually relatively large ones. They look like they're basically the size of a small um, flashlight that you would put on in your pocket or on your belt. 
and they take up quite a bit of real estate on there. Now, we know why people are putting flashlights on there. We know that most attacks are going to happen in low light. Bad guys are not looking for, they don't want to be noticed that they're going, that, that they're targeting you. They, if they do target you and they do come up to you and attack you, they don't want to be recognized by anybody around. And if it's late at night, it's harder for a witness to be able to see them also, to be able to see that an attack is happening, to be able to recognize them, be able to give a description of them. It's hard for you to be able to give a description of them more at night. So uh, criminals always want to stack the odds in their favor as much as possible. So as I've always said, you definitely, absolutely always want to have some form of a light with you. And I'm not talking about the flashlight on your iPhone that comes up after you stick it on there and you press the little flashlight button there. That is not a tactical light. So given that there are these, these, um, that these attacks are going to happen in low light scenarios, it does make sense to always have some sort of a flashlight with you. Now, if you're taking it out because you, or if you're attaching it to a weapon because you realize that if it's a threat that you need your flashlight for, if it is an attack, well, why not just have it on your weapon? It's going to be pointed at your attacker anyway. So you flash that, you put that thing on, and now you're blinding your attacker with your weapon pointed at him. And so, your, your target is now illuminated and you're able to get accurate shots there. If you have to use your other hand to be able to hold a child or, or anything like that, like it makes sense to have it on your weapon so that you don't have to use it with your other hand. So there are lots of reasons why people are putting it on there. And hell, it just looks pretty damn cool. I have to say it looks pretty damn cool, right? However... I'm going to go ahead and give you my opinion here of why I don't personally put a flashlight on the rail of my handgun. Now, I have five things here that I've identified as the major factors that have kept me from doing this, all based upon realistic analysis of real gunfights. Now, if you have one on your weapon, it really is a personal decision. You have to really make sure that this is going to fit for you, and you're not just doing it because you saw these Navy SEALs do it in this video on YouTube. All right. It's a personal decision, but you really need to become educated in whether or not it's going to be a fit for what, why you carry a gun and how you're going to defend yourself in a real gunfight. All right. I have five things that went into my decision not to put one on my weapon, and I'm going to give those to you right now. Now, as always, I am open to suggestions of why I should have one on there, and I look for your comments in the comments section of the blog. If you are one that has chosen, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm saying these are the five reasons why I've chosen not to, but I always love to be convinced of something otherwise. So if you can convince me, please come on, leave me a message and let me know what you think about all this. All right. All right. So reason number one for me is that the flashlight isn't just for spotlighting your target. It is a preventative tool. Okay. For me, I carry a flash. I've said this in multiple podcasts now and in master classes that we've done. Like I always have my flashlight with me. And whenever I'm in a parking lot, if it's at night, if I'm going to my car, anytime that I'm outside, and if even if it's just I'm not going to my vehicle, but I'm walking downtown, I have my flashlight out. And I'm constantly using it to look around. Now, I don't look like some paranoid nut job out there looking for uh, goonies in the, in the bushes here. 
but I just use it to be able to shine my way around. If it's something, if it's I'm in a parking lot, I'll shine it around the other cars around me. I want to see if I can see shadows that don't belong there. I want to see if I can see something that catches my eye that there is a potential bad guy hiding behind a car somewhere. But more than that, not just being able to spot somebody, but it's a preventative tool because the criminal element is always out there looking for their next target. You don't want to be their next target. You don't want to look like their next target. And if you're, if you have your flashlight out and you're shining it around, all right, then you're showing them that you are a person who is aware of your surroundings. You're a person who darkness is not going to be as much a factor for them. You are going to be able to light up things around you. And, but most of all, your mindset is one that you are looking for a target, which in their mind means they might not get as close to you as they might be able to. They might not be able to use any sort of a distraction, like asking you for gas money or things like that. They know that your mind is ready and aware of potential threats in the environment. That takes away some of their advantage. So my flashlight is a preventative tool, not just for taking out when there's an attack. Now, if you're drawing your weapon with a flashlight, it means that you've already noticed that your attacker is a lethal threat. You're drawing your weapon. You know that somebody is 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 aggressively attacking you. You have to draw that weapon out. That means that you've had enough illumination and visibility to see a weapon that can cause you lethal harm. That's the whole reason why you were legally justified to be able to draw your firearm. If that's the case, if there was enough illumination, you saw that this person had a weapon, then a flashlight may not even be necessary at all. That means you were able to visibly see this person most likely had a weapon or you think that they had a weapon, but there's enough there that you know there's a lethal enough threat that you had to draw your weapon. In which case, logic would say a flashlight may not even be necessary for that purpose. Now, if you're using it as a preventative tool and you already have a flashlight out, and let's face it, you're not going to... You're not going to walk through a parking lot with your handgun drawn to be able to use the flashlight. So if you have a flashlight that you're using as a preventative tool and you're shining it around, then you might not have an attack at all, which is ultimately your goal. Let them choose somebody else as a target if they need to, all right? But you're going to show them that you're not going to be that easy target that they're looking for that night, okay? All right, so that's reason number one for me. Because, hey, let's face it, if if there is a... um like I mean, you could have a, a weapon, I'm sorry, a flashlight on your weapon, and you could also have one on your belt that you take off and you use to spray on. And then if it does go to where you have an attack, then maybe you can drop it, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, that it doesn't mean you don't have to. But why do I want to carry two flashlights with me like that? I don't necessarily know that I want to, all right? Let's go to number two, though. If I, ident if I identify a threat, so I, I ha whether I have my flashlight out or let's say I... Um, I, I'm not carrying an external flashlight with me, and I'm basing it off of the one that I have on my weapon. If I identify a threat, I don't want any more real estate than I need to clear my holster than is necessary. Now, they are making Kydex uh, holsters these days that will take into account that you have a either a laser or a a flashlight fixed to fixed underneath the barrel of your handgun. So you can get a holster that will accommodate that flashlight. But for me, half of that battle is just being able to clear that weapon from the holster itself. So you have to be able to get to that weapon. 
Now, with a small flashlight in my hand, I practice this where I can draw my weapon and because I use a very small flashlight. So I can draw my weapon with that. Um, I can clear my shirt and draw my draw my weapon and still have that flashlight in my hand. It's not that hard to be able to do that. Okay, because it is a super small flashlight. If I need to, I can drop it and clear my weapon. By then, I've already spotlighted the attacker and I can, I already know where that person is at and I can go ahead and get to my weapon there. Now, when I go to draw my weapon, especially under the adrenaline of a real gunfight, I need that thing to come out as fast as possible and the, the, the less real estate I have. In other words, if I have a flashlight in there, it's one more thing. It's, it makes a bulkier barrel that I have to clear that flashlight, or I'm sorry, clear that holster to be able to get to that person, all right? Now, some of these flashlights extend beyond the barrel of my handgun. So if you are somebody who has been used to drawing and you've been practicing and drawing your weapon, and you now have a flashlight that extends beyond that barrel, then that you you run more of a potential for snagging that on the holster or anything else for that matter, especially if it has like an attack bezel on it that's sharp, it can snag on clothes. Whatever it is, you just increase the the likelihood of it snagging on something. Now they do make smaller, more subcompact flashlights that if you can clear that barrel from the holster, it shouldn't really get in the way all that much. But I, I've seen some pretty dang large flashlights affixed to some of these everyday carry guns out there. For me, less real estate means faster draw from the holster, and that's what I'm looking to do. Okay, I need to get that pointed at the bad guy and get metal in the meat as fast as possible. All right, that's tip number two. Uh, tip number three is unless your light automatically comes on, and there are a few out there that do have a pressure switch sensor that usually the ones I like the most, well, um, if you are going to choose one, the it's a subcompact light like sig sig makes one of these it's a subcompact light it goes right in front of the trigger guard it goes on the uh on the rail and then the pressure switch wraps underneath the trigger guard and then there's a small button right underneath the trigger guard right where it meets the the handgun grip now when you do go ahead and grab that gun it's going to depress that switch and your flashlight is going to automatically go on but Probably 95% of the ones that I've seen out there have a manual switch that's on them. Okay. Now, unless your light automatically comes on and you have, if you have a manual switch, you're going to need to consciously be able to turn that on after drawing your weapon. That is not likely going to happen in an ambush, which is what we say that is where most attacks happen. They happen within nine feet based upon real life scenarios here. Remember, bad guys don't want to come at you from 21 feet away, 40 feet away, 50 feet away, 60 feet away. You're most likely not going to even know that you're being attacked until they're right on top of you. The bad guy always has the advantage in this situation, okay? So in an ambush, you are not likely going to have any element of mental capacity whatsoever to consciously sometimes even get to your gun because you're going to have to fight to it, but then be able to manually turn on a flashlight so that you're going to use it in a real life gunfight in that ambush, you're most likely never going to be able to turn that on. Now, if you do have an automatic light on there that does when you, when you grab the handgun, it, it went, goes ahead and does that, then that's going to be a much better choice if you're going to choose one. So even if you do choose to put a flashlight on the rail of your, of your weapon, then I recommend that you do have something that automatically goes on. Now I do this with 
um, or I, I use all of these factors, these same factors with every little gizmo that goes with my weapon. All right. So I want to make sure that there's the least amount of thought that goes in it. That's why I carry a Glock for one of the reasons why I carry a Glock is because it doesn't have a manual safety on it. So I don't have to worry about manually taking that safety off. I don't have to rack the slide because I already have a, a round chambered in the, in the handgun. So, so for the, all these reasons, I want to do the least, I want to have the least amount of thought process into me being able to defend myself and my family as possible. So if you do add a, a fire or, 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 I'm sorry, a flashlight to your handgun, make sure that it is something that you can have automatically go on when you grab the gun. All right. All right. So there's reason number three there. All right. Reason number four. Now, we always teach people, and you can look at probably any live class you've gone to, anything that's been based upon reality of a gunfight. We always teach you to look behind you to see if there are any other threats. All right. So if 80% of attacks are happening in low light, which is the numbers that have been put out, I don't know, FBI, whoever, right? Like they put out the number, 80% of attacks happen in low light. Well, I'm most likely going to need my flashlight to really see anyone around me. Now, I can't do that with my firearm trained in front of me on the bad guy that I now have in my sights there with the flashlight spotlighted on him. And I can't look around me in the dark to see who's around me. I'm not going to be able to see that in low light. So that means that if I have an external flashlight that I'm using, then I'm going to be able to go ahead and keep my weapon trained on that person, which they should be on the ground. I should have given them given them the commands, they should now be immobilized there, but you don't want to take your weapon off of them. Now, if you have your flashlight on the handgun and you have it pointed at them and you're saying, stay down, stay down, stay down, and they know that that basically you've got them. And whenever they see that light come off of them, they also know that their that your gun is no longer trained on them either. So if you hear a noise, let's say they have buddies, let's say that there is it is a, an ambush and there's somebody else waiting in another, like behind a car. Maybe it's the getaway car. Whoever that person is, if they're coming out to rescue their buddy, you hear a noise around there. You look around, you might need that flashlight to be able to positively identify that person or whatever that noise is coming from. When that light comes off of your attacker who was immobilized, well, maybe they're not, maybe they're now they're mobilized. Maybe they're reaching for a secondary weapon that they have. Either way, you've telegraphed that they are, that your weapon is no longer training them and it could cause action. Regardless of that, when you need to look around you and you should look around you to make sure that there aren't other bad guys around you, having an external flashlight is going to allow you to keep the weapon trained on the person. So if you hear them get up, you can quickly bring the flashlight back on, but your weapon is already trained there as well. You have less reaction. You have, um, you have the ability to capitalize on that reaction time that you might not have if you had the uh, if you had the flashlight on, uh, connected to your weapon. All right, so it allows me to look around me more in in low light to make sure that there are no other goonies around me. Okay, okay. Now the last one really is going to apply to most people here. Now I use a very different type of a grip than most people out there use. I call it the Harkins grip as it was taught to me by by my coach and mentor. Uh, Mr. Harkins. I'm not going to give his first name because of agencies that he has worked for that are he's not privileged to be able to give out his name or anything. But I call it the Harkins grip. Now, this is a very different type of grip. It does use the actual trigger guard on this. I'm going to be creating a video for this for once we 
uh, launching our new brand. We have a lot more video that's going to be coming out. And I'm going to be showing people the, the Harkins grip there. But it does use the trigger guard, the front of the trigger guard, for um, this way that I use the handgun for more accuracy and for real gunfighting. This is the this is the, this is why I've um, I've taken the, taken on this grip. I've adopted this grip. All right, but just suffice it to say that it does use the front of the trigger guard. Now, if that if with my grip there is no space in there with flashlights for me to be able to put my finger easily in front of that trigger guard. Now, there might be some super subcompact flashlights out there that might be able to give me some room there. There are some with lasers. So I'm not going to say that there aren't any maybe that I don't know about. Nonetheless, it's one more thing I have to navigate as I bring my hand up. I've got to get it between a flat. I would still have to get it between a flashlight and the um, and the trigger guard for me to be able to use the grip that I have. Now, we are developing and, and testing out right now a modified version of the Harkins grip that will accommodate people that do want to carry a flashlight on that rail guard, or maybe they want to have some other gizmo on there like a laser. They'll be able to accommodate that. But with the grip that I use, there is no room for my finger there. So if you do use the trigger guard in any way, shape, or form in your own two-handed grip there, then you're not going to have real estate there anyway, and you're going to have to modify your grip. Now, again, this is a very personalized thing, and this isn't going to apply to most people. Again, we're going to be coming out with more of the Harkins grip in the future, um, so look for those videos when they come out. But these are the five things that they're the reasons why I do not have a flashlight on my weapon. Again, I want to hear from you. Have you chosen to put one on there? If so, why? Because there might be a reason, like these could all be very true to you, but there might be a reason why you have it on there that trumps all of these. Okay, so again, it's a very personal choice. I want to know what your personal choice is. Why or why haven't you chosen to put a flashlight on your handgun? All right, please go ahead and leave a comment for me at the blog. I will read all of these. So, and I look, I'm willing to change my mind. And I wonder if I've changed any of your minds. Please leave a comment on our blog over at ModernCombatAndSurvival.com. And until our next MCS broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. <laughs>